So tell me, what do you think will happen when you get home this evening? Or if you're already at home, what will happen when you're going to reach work tomorrow morning? You have an idea, more or less, don't you? You have a, a vague inclination as to what the mood will be like and what does this have to do with running? Wait, you guessed it, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, and that is spelt H-E-I-K-O. It's a German name, but you, as a clever listener, you can tell the accent. Yes, guilty, South African indeed. But South African, that would be a lie. Well, people would ask me, so you're German? Technically, yes, but I, I grew up in Pretoria, you see, and it, it gets more complicated. I once lived in India or, or when I was working in Mexico or living in Spain. <laughs> Dealing with people from, from different culture and, and heritage, it, it gives you, and, and I'm sure if, you, if you've lived abroad, it helps you really to, to pick up on signals. It helps you develop what a, what a mood is like and, and what the current level of state of combined minds are, you know? Especially if maybe, like me, you lived in a country where you hardly spoke the language. You know, you, you struggled. <laughs> Spain with limited Spanish skills, <laughs> you pay attention to, to what they might be saying and then, then you're guessing the direction the topic is taking, especially if in regards to running you hear the words mas rápido. <laughs> you don't need to know what the, what the word vamos means or you understand it from the, from the vibe or from the, from the tense look on the runner's faces. Or while speaking to someone in India and the yes is accompanied with a head movement of no. <laughs> you understand it and... That develops your skill of paying attention. Really, not just listening, but, but observing, but being present. By the way, that what you're hearing in the background, raindrops. I'm sitting in the podcast mobile. For those of you that are listening to this podcast for the first time, it's a 30-year-old golf, and it is parked at a beautiful situation here. It is springtime. But hang on, I'm, I'm losing track of it. Now, listening observing, being present. The being present then allows you to, to picture a, a possible scenario. And then our minds, your mind, my mind, everybody's mind, it has the ability to project a possible outcome. Hmm. And that projected possible outcome is what, what makes you look for, for more clues, basically like a detective searching for evidence, you know, to back up the case. <laughs> it reminds me of the series Monk. You remember that? Uh, Oh my goodness, that was a very clever TV show. I couldn't watch it on a regular basis. The role he was playing with that OCD, it really got to me. But the point is, the cases were solved, even though you, the viewer, you had no idea who it was. It was very, very well written. But it was clear, it has to be one of those people, the other persons that are inside the show. It's only a, what, half an hour show. <laughs> but Monk, that guy, he paid attention to, to every detail and he could project it. Okay, if you weren't a Monk fan, it might be Agatha Christie for you. It doesn't matter, same point. And if you don't like detective stories, okay, let's, let's just move on. That, that paying attention, the learning to pay attention, you have that skill inside of you. It is there. But you know what? Some runners, they cannot access it. I've been doing this coaching for a long time. And a lot of people that come to me want to improve their running. It's like this ability it is buried it's buried under 
under thoughts, but it is there that actually you can or runners should focus on developing their own skills of paying more attention <laughs> to what? Well, to their own thoughts, to your own thoughts, your own feelings and, and how you actually behave. Now, do you wear a fancy run watch? <laughs> Come on, I do. I'm, I'm, raising, I'm sitting here in my car and I'm raising my hand. <laughs> okay, do you wear some other smart compression t-shirt? Mm, I have one. <laughs> or you, you don't remember actually what was the unique selling point with the expensive t-shirt or the watch. But you remembered the USP long enough to justify the purchase, didn't you? <laughs> Don't worry, we're, we're getting to the running pot more and more. See, I'm sure you had such a, a run moment. And you can recall one to a runner that has experienced a run where you felt, wow, I was just perfect. I, I had a run like that yesterday, actually. Right here, and this, this is where I started, at this spot here. I'm surrounded by beautiful um, uh, rapes fields and I just wanted to go out for a short run it's this yellow flower in Germany and uh, with a blue sky but anyway I wanted to go out for a short run just flat out and back nothing special my legs felt a bit tight and the hips felt even tighter but before going out I, I prepared a bit mentally not, not anything special like I wasn't sitting in a lotus position I started to hover <laughs> I, I just went through the run mentally where I wanted to go. I pictured myself running there. Yep, that trail. Just a couple of seconds. Okay, maybe it was more or less three minutes actually, but yeah, a couple of seconds would be enough. And then off I went. Now, as it usually happens during the first kilometer, and, and maybe you can relate to this, the whole setup in my mind changed like click. Like when you were in the movies, remember those? And you'd been watching ads for what feels like hours. And then finally, you know, the whole cinema is in the ads mode. Nobody's really, you know, it's like a different mood. And, and then suddenly, bam, huh, is this it? Is, is this the start of the movie? Yes, it's happening. Oh, relief, because, you know, you had envisioned that feeling everybody in the cinema had. And that happens with your run. I knew it was going to be that type of run. I knew exactly that this run, its or to put it in a better way, I anticipated it would be that kind of run. Exactly. And of course, numerous factors came into play. I told you right yet, it's hot. <laughs> Those yellow rapeseed fields, the intense blue sky. No, hang on, let's make it very hot for May in Germany. And by, and by being focused on the whole setup, my stride, how I'm breathing, that, that made the whole run extremely intense and, of course, pleasurable. <laughs> but that was my run. What about yours? Listen, whatever you do, you need to collect and store these, these type of memories. Well, that's step two, actually. Step one is like when you enter a room and your friends, <laughs> where you're invited, maybe you're invited for dinner or something, and you, you, can, you walk inside the apartment and you realize, uh-oh, they just had an argument. <laughs> and you can't really imagine what's going on. And that crime novel, you know the person who did it is right there right now. And you start guessing. You start projecting. You start thinking about it. Start doing that for your run. You need to realize that a great run and your perfect weather conditions, maybe you love running in the rain, it would be perfect now, <laughs> or early morning, whatever your, your sweet spot is, you need to be able to really pick up your state of mind, your thoughts, and observe what behavior this leads to. And what comes next is, again, this is something you, you need to do <laughs> to experience any kind of effect. Just listening, look, just listening to this podcast, it's not going to help you. You need to do, so just grab any sheet of paper you have right now, 
See, often we think we need a black leather-clad notepad, an old oak desk with a view, a dim little light, perfect setting, and to write, nah, just, just grab any sheet of paper and a pen. Draw a horizontal line and a vertical line through the middle. There, you have face four, you have four squares, correct? Okay, start with the top left, your strengths, your running strength. And maybe you've only got three points that come up. Okay, come on, at least five, okay? If you only have three, come back to it later. The second square, that's top right hand. Weaknesses, write it, the word weakness. And don't go like, oh, it's, it's going to be a SWOT analysis, I know what he's doing. Do it, write weaknesses. Might be the moment of truth, uh, is a bit hard to grasp, but it, it shouldn't be if the first thought came to mind was weak on trails, you know, it, write it down. Okay, quick, next one is opportunities bottom left hey this should be overflowing with ideas new routes new run streaks new distances new times oh my goodness signing up for an online race or making your own race or preparing your own challenge Whew. last one the threats bottom right see here i know immediately for me it's it's stretching if i don't pay enough attention and invest in those minutes to really stretch everybody knows what's going to happen so there you know Congratulations, it is now your SWOT analysis. Now the simple part, how can you build the strength? Examine them further or expand on them further and, and ponder on that for some time. Maybe take the sheet of paper with you during the next couple of days. Look at it, just feel it inside your back pocket. That will remind your subconscious mind to come up with an answer. And no, you cannot do this exercise on a phone. You need to have a sheet of paper. You need to actually see yourself writing it down. It has a three times effect. Number one, you have to write number two. Two, you have to read it so it'll be recurring in your mind at least three times. It's much more powerful than jotting it down on your phone. Okay, now how can you exploit the opportunities? Which of your opportunities are you going to use now within the next few days? Are you going to act upon it? What are you going to project on your weaknesses and, and threats, especially if you, if you leave them unattended or if you ignore them? Use the same skill of projecting the answer to your big questions, the doubts, the negative thoughts you maybe have, or the limiting beliefs, be it about a race distance or a time. And that's what most runners that come to me um, want to talk about, a certain race distance or a time. <laughs> hey, some runners, they're so caught up in the moment that they don't want to even enter a race. The thought of, of what might be that has already been framed in such a way that it is impossible for them to enter the way you and I might do it. You know, like me, for example, I just sign up. But for some runners, and I think you know somebody like that, it's like he's full of excuses not to sign up, full of reasons, well-formulated reasons. <laughs> hey, if this is you, you have an option. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the things that are stopping you or limiting you, they, they can be overcome. You can just ask yourself, take the same sheet of paper, four points or four quick questions for you. It, it's called or, or referred to the open self. What do you know about yourself that is also known by others. Again, what do you know about yourself that is also known by others? That's the open self. Then what is unknown to you but is clearly visible to others? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> you, you make very loud sounds when you chew gum. <laughs> that's, you get the point. And what is it that you've kept from others, basically hidden? Others don't know about it. And the last one, the unknown self, what is not known by you and also not known by others? That might just be that distance that half marathon that trail run that marathon that ultra marathon you never thought about it others never heard you speak about it others never thought you could do it huh. 
to dive a bit deeper, you know, if you want to become a better runner, just, just answer this question. Who am I? <laughs> no, not like the born identity. <laughs> Remember that? Like he wakes up on a ship or something. Who am I? The Bernac. He looks in the mirror. <laughs> For you, you might answer like, well, I'm a brother or a sister. I'm a father or mum. And then, then you might get a bit more specific. But what words do you choose? Do you say, I'm a runner? Or do you like, ah, it doesn't sound right. I don't run enough to call myself a runner. Or a fun runner. No, that sounds stupid. Uh, I, I'm a marathoner. But how many marathons do I have to, or should I have, under my belt to be able to call myself a marathoner. <laughs> Focus on what you might have overlooked or where you have perhaps exaggerated. And training does exactly that. Training is preparing yourself for what you cannot do today but will be doing in a future moment in time. <laughs> now, if all this is too complicated to you, just, just do this. Go for a run without a what? Without a watch. <laughs> what? Serious? Did he say go for a run without a watch? I need to find. An, I need to start listening to other podcasts. <laughs> no, don't stick with it. I'm, I'm absolutely serious. Look, first off, I'm sorry I have to share this with you, but your run times and your distances, nobody cares. Honestly, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm the one to tell you this. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Don't blame me. I didn't invent social media or Strava, Nike, Adidas, all types of running apps that supposedly help you connect with other like-minded players, a.k.a. runners. So tell me, what did we do before we had apps and social media? Come on. Was, was it like we were all running on our own? There were no running clubs? Everybody just ran. And if you saw another run, it was like, wow, we should be friends. There are two of us. <laughs> Actually, the oldest running club is in the UK from the year 1868, if I remember correctly. And I think that's a little bit before Instagram. Means, again, the ability to project and gain confidence is inside of us. But the difference is in how you view yourself. And as a runner, there are so many companies that... that they want your attention. Well, actually, they, they want your money, your loyalty, so you can buy their watch and the next one and the one after that. But for that, they start by grabbing your attention. And no, don't, don't become a digital nomad. Don't smash up your phone and throw away your computer. <laughs> so really, select the smartwatch you really like. My favorite one is the blue one. I wear it sometimes when I, when I film in the videos as well. I can see it there. It's fantastic. Uh, but, but allow yourself moments where you build your own confidence. Those moments are not found in the newest watch and the newest compression socks, nor in that really awesome-looking pair of sunglasses. <laughs> that was a great ad. Uh, 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 I don't want to know. Wait, I remember. They were specifically designed for runners. I was like, ooh, this sounds good. And they ensured that no sweat will come into your eyes. <laughs> Seriously. And, of course, the best position on, on all head shapes and sizes, you know. <laughs> don't, don't get lost in that world. Leave your watch at home. Just, just take a bit of time before you head out. Picture it. Really see it in your mind's eye. And then, bam, off you go for a run. And if you have some work to do in the area of self-awareness, it is most likely you are comparing events or times and are too much in the, in the sensation of the immediate present in the present moment in time. And this, by the way, has been well-researched. An athlete, in our case a runner, with a high level of self-awareness, he perceives experiences very intensely. That and having the ability to self-regulate, they are more adaptive. So you understand what your body is capable of, just relying on, on a feeling. <laughs> and feeling good is a feeling I can harness, I can grasp it, I can project it forward into the future and aspire to reach it. 
Tim Noakes, a fellow South African, a very famous and successful coach. And he wrote a book, Law, and it's, it's a book I read a long time ago. I still use it every now and then. And he concedes that the chapter that most readers like, um, uh, that, that's what he says, is that it's the one that describes the, the, the life of the great runners during the last 200 years and how they trained. And he says he suspects that most readers, they, they feel they get more value by absorbing the wisdom of those great role models than by the rational understanding, the science of VO2 max or heart rate and all of that. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? I mean, charts and statistics, yes, they have their place. But that's not what gets us started. That's not the reason you ran two hours on a muddy trail, even though you just wanted to go out for a half an hour run. <laughs> Maybe even you had new shoes on, you didn't want to get them dirty. It's a, it's a feeling and a great one at that. Actually, I can't wait to get out of this car right now, the podcast mobile. It's, it's in one of the videos as well. Check it out on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Advanced Endurance Coaching. And right here, it's, it's the edge of a forest. And you know what? I see myself running up there, up the trail, actually. Yep. See, I told you. It's the projection, a glimpse of, of what it will feel like that triggers a series of events. Of course. Knowing your strengths and weaknesses is not only a help, we're actually told to do it. It, it states that in the Bible, in Corinthians, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. And faith is basically, you know, that's what's beyond the horizon. So what are you waiting for? Test yourself. And, and wait, listen, do you have a listenable account? Okay, if, if not, you should, you should get one. It's, or are you on Amazon? If you have either one of those two, just please have a look under my name, Heiko Stribble, S-T-R-I-B-L. If some of the content that I spoke to you is of interest to you, look, if, if you like this, uh, this show, it's just the tip of the iceberg. This topic, it's my passion. Coaching runners mentally, getting procrastinators going, or runners to go further than they thought they could, or help runners that finally want to do that goal that they set out a long time ago. As an endurance coach, I specialize in mental techniques for runners. Um, I spent many years also um, learning a lot about um, you know, different mental techniques from hypnosis um, all the way to NLP. And hey, it's material that I actually use daily and I've worked so many runners, help them reach their goals. It's absolutely amazing. I just don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but that is actually what inspired me, that the complexity in which mental techniques are explained. I mean, did you ever read a clinical study? You know, due to the rules, you require clear references when, when you do a clinical study. And sometimes I need to read a paragraph 10 times. I didn't get it the first time, second, third time, because the references, they threw me off guard. You know, it's comparing one set of reference to another one. And it's not very helpful. You know, it's, what is going to help you when you're out on a trail and you're going to remember a reference and, oh, yes, well, the reference is in my bookshelf, top right shelf, book number five. <laughs> no, you need something that you can do right away, right this moment in time. Not only that, also the, the low-level motivation um, that's so popular on social media. seems like audiences, they prefer light-hearted information. But you know what? That's not going to make you a better, stronger, smarter runner. So please, do share the show. Give me a review. If you disagree, send me a mail. Make every step at gmail.com. Do leave me a rating. Check out my new book on Amazon 8. And remember, take it easy.